Greetings once again, valued members of the Club Kayfabe Pro Wrestling community. This is Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. My name is Chris O'Mealy, and this is my co-host and partner, Dan Peck. Uh, I am one with the Force of the Force with me, or something like that. Are you rewatching The Mandalorian? No, but I did watch something this week. You did. Mm. Maybe I'll get your opinion on it. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. But yes, uh, first, let's get the pro wrestling content out of the way of the show. This is Club Cafe Wrestle Talk. We're on CKCC Radio. We're on Podbean, Facebook, and Twitter. And there's lots of stuff to listen to, including Jeff Trelowitz's shows, Real Paranormal Talk, and Ranking Tracks. How about Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin? The backlog's still going up. New episodes on the way. We just passed the first Monday of the month, which means there's a new Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton out there for you to listen to. Uh, Chris Ranks the Universe will be wrapping up its uh, Disney ranking this weekend. Yeah, that happens this weekend. Yep, and then it'll... The show will go on periodic hiatuses while I watch the stuff for my next content, and then we'll bring it back, of course. Uh, There's no schedule there. And another stupid, sexy podcast, Dan and I reviewing every Simpsons ever. We'll also do another one of those this weekend. That's what you all got to look forward to. Oh, are we? I think we should. I think we can. I think we will. So, okay, I'll uh, do that right now. I'll, I'll, I'll get to you in 25 minutes. <laughs> More like 21 and change. Just saying. All right. Dan, you got some trivia for us? Well, yeah. Well, last week I continued the... Uh... The uh, turn of the century television show, the crossovers with wrestling trivia, by telling you about on an episode of that '70s show, The Rock plays his father Rocky Johnson. During that scene, where they are meeting Red and uh, other people, or is it just them? Just the father and son thing going on. I don't know. No, it's. I think it's Red, maybe even by himself. Well, they're like backstage after the show. I talked to Rocky Johnson, and he's like, Yeah, one day maybe my son will be the most electrifying man in all the sports entertainment. Well, during all that, a wrestler walks by in the background and has been given mutton chops to wear. So that would be period. Appropriate. Yep. He, Who was that wrestler? He is, in fact, the world's most dangerous man. Oh, is he? With the world's most dangerous mutton chops. Yes, it was, in fact, Ken Shamrock that walked by. And he does totally, uh... He, he 100% uh, gets in Red's face and, like, growls at him or something. And then yeah. my bonus was, who were the two wrestlers that were just working a preliminary match? They're a, usually a tag team. Yes. Real-life brothers. It was Matthew and Jeffrey. The Hardleys. The Harvey brothers? The Harvey brothers. The Harvey Birdmans? Harvey Birdman. Harvey Har- Birdman. So yes, very good. Uh, very good trivia question. I got one for this for uh, next week though. Yeah, I was actually just curious, so I looked it up. 
What was the longest match in WWF history? Not counting stipulation matches like Ironman matches. I'll give y'all a hint. This happened before most of you were born. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that'll be a fun little trivia question to tackle. I'll give you another hint. It's a year Rob Zombie is rather... Uh, <laughs> That's a good hint. Yeah! Ow! All right, so you know how we've been talking about people selling stock in WWE? Mm-hmm. Guess who last just... Week, last week it was... Uh, Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. Uh, this week someone sold a million dollars of their stock. <laughs> it was me, Austin. It was me all along. It might be like they're trying to you're... unload so they can maximize what they get because they're because the rumors back around that, that they're looking, they're to, they're sell. looking to sell. They're Fox so... or Disney. Were you were you around when Pat altered the the "It's Me Austin" joke to be Triple H? Yes. Okay, I was I wasn't sure if you were if that was something you were privy to, but yeah, when Pat decided that Triple H because Triple H that was when we had Triple H doing everything. Yep. <laughs> he was just like, it's me, Austin. Uh. <laughs> that was right around. <laughs> that was right around the time we we made the uh, the super popular uh, the su- the super popular Survivor Series thing. We should review that Survivor Series just so we can make that reference. No, 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 no! Holy shit! It's so good because if you watch it, you watch it now, you realize. That was voiceover, and it was three seconds late on the starting of the audio. <laughs> What's when you're uh... three seconds early? It's it's not timed well. He either like yells "holy shit" and then falls afterwards, or he yells "holy shit" after he fell. I think it's he yells "holy shit" and then he drops him. So like, I was never really a big Triple H guy, but. Generally speaking, what would you say was uh, one of his like actual career highlights? As like was, just as, like a performer after winning the title. Did the same thing they did with The Rock the year before they did with him because they gave both of them the world title a little bit too soon. Yeah, so they had to get them world champion worthy after winning the title. And so you give him fully, and he'll put them over hard. And he did both of them in consecutive years. I would probably say I would actually say that Royal Rumble match. That was Royal Rumble, right? The Triple H fully. Uh, yeah, it was Triple H, and then and the return of Cactus Jack. That's right. I might actually say that's probably one of his best career matches. Because uh, I've never, I'm, I'm never going to tell you that like Triple H wasn't a good worker because he was, but. His good work rate was always dependent on his opponent instead of, like, a Shawn Michaels who could have a good match with anyone. He also needs heat from his opponent, too, because you remember, almost every feud for, like, five years straight, he needed Shawn to come in and get heat in his feud. He also always needed a stable or a manager or an ally. Like, because it was always... Because what was all of his hottest runs? DX, Evolution, Flair Manager, Sean Partner, 
Stephanie. You know, Stephanie. Yeah. He always had somebody with him. And that's always been that to me, that's actually always been it's been a strength and a weakness because that always or China, because that always mm-hmm. told me that he can't get a, he can't get over on his own. But he's so good with someone else, though. But he's so good with someone else. Right. That's why, like, I was always like, oh, the two man power trip, because it was right around that time when he was going to be a singles guy again. And the couple of runs he's had as just Triple H with nobody on his side have always been super lame. Well, I mean, that's why they always bring in Sean. Yeah. To help him. In fact, his last, like, true babyface run involved, uh, ended when Sean came back and they reformed DX for one night and then he turned heel on him. Oh, yeah, that was when they got, because when the NWO dissolved or whatever. And got yeah, so they did DX. Like, well, if we got kicked out of the NWO, we'll just be DX and then turns on Sean. And turns on Sean like, immediately. During the return of DX segment. And, like, that was good because we got Sean back, but, like, oh, God, just all that Triple H, like, do you remember, uh, do you remember Bike Shorts Triple H? Where he had, like, the really, really long tights because of how bad his quads were? I mean, remember, no, seen, yes. (laughs) The whole part of the show is just all Triple H talk, and, uh, speaking of... And then he started wearing pink trunks and then white boots. And that's when he was on his Barry WCW tour. I'm going to wear the shittiest outfit and beat all your top guys. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fucking pure white boots. Because he did the... Because uh, right when he had the, the, the match with Booker T, which was a disaster because everybody knows Booker T should have gone over there and he was supposed to. And the Triple H was like, "Uh, well, uh, no, I don't think I should put him over. Especially when the feud was based on racism. Like, that would have... People like you don't beat people like me to become world champion. (laughs) Said Triple H to the five-time former world champion. I never understood that either. But yeah. Yeah, I I was never been a a big Triple H guy, and it always. I fucking hate him when he first became champ. I was like, "This is stupid. This, he's not. It's not." And then he had those. Then he had the street fight, and then he had the Hell in a Cell. And then I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then he then WrestleMania 2000 happened, and I was back on fuck Triple H as world champion. <laughs> he there successfully ha- defended in an elimination four way. Fuck at WrestleMania. Fuck. Yeah, I was, um, I've had moments where I'm like, yeah, Triple H is pretty cool. I'm into this guy, but like, and I remember, uh, that 2001 run, because after he did the quad tear and he did that big comeback at the garden. And I remember one of my buddies who was super into wrestling was like, oh, you just wait. When Triple H comes back, the product is going to be so much better. And I'm just like. Based on what? <laughs> his stupid ripped denim jacket over his leather jacket look? That was so weird. <laughs> it's like, no, bikers start at denim and they go to leather, just like how they start with stock and then they slowly chrome everything. But, like, the thing with Triple H is, like, as a guy, I think he's super cool. I bet he'd be an aw- awesome boss to work for. I think his booking ideas are friggin' fantastic. Um, 
But then as, like, Triple H the character, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. And Triple H the worker has to have a good, like, yes, he had a good match with Roman Reigns, but that was also him basically, well, I also think Roman is an underrated performer based on the, the shit that he gets, but you know what I mean, like, I also didn't want to see that match, so it was better in spite of what it was. And speaking of Triple H, him and Stephanie are going to be on a new A&E show called The Quest for Lost WWE Treasures. That sounds pretty interesting. They're going to find out some weird stuff, because I just saw an article or something about, like, people that have weird items, like Triple H's, like, uh, king outfit or whatever, that weird, like, mask he wore. That oh, skull yeah. Mask wore. Punk has that. <laughs> How does Punk get it? We I just don't take know, it? He has it, is what I saw. Punk has it. So you're going to find out weird shit like, who has the blah, 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 blah? Fucking Brian Knobs has it. You <laughs> <laughs> can just find all this weird shit. <laughs> Brian Knobs. Brian Knobs has like the apron from WrestleMania 3 or some kind of crazy shit like that, you know? You're going to find out all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> oh man be so they're probably going to end up booking that show because of stuff like that <laughs> what do you know Shawn Michaels has it <laughs> well how about that hey what hombre you were, you looking, were you looking for this what do you know Kevin Nash has that <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right, in the non-Triple H portion of the show, let's talk about what's happening at this upcoming Money in the Bank. Yes. Uh, first off, when is Money in the Bank? That would we... be this Sunday, sir. Oh, my goodness. Are we really there? I am. Oh, my God. 95% sure. Uh, oh my god, it is this Sunday. This is going to be the biggest train wreck ever. I have, I'm not going to watch it live, but I will, on Monday, I will watch the match. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to watch it, because I have to see this, this train wreck. I have to see it happen. So, real quick, uh, apparently both Money in the Bank matches are going to happen at the same time, and they're going to be overbooked disasters with camera cuts and everything, and they're... Probably won't be any literally anything good about them. Except what a what a spectacle it'll be to actually witness. And supposedly Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and say it, because I I can't even believe they would do this. Supposedly someone is falling off the building. Alright, well, who's in these matches? Who's the one that's Well, okay, the women are Oscar, Shayna, Naya, Dana, Lacey, Carmella. The men are D. Rye, Ray, Alistair Black, Corbin, Otis, and Styles. I know who I'd want to fall off. The oh, that's that's easy. I can tell you right now. Of those twelve names, only one of them deserves to actually fall off a building. <laughs> hey! God damn it, King Corbin! Why don't you fall off a building and die? <laughs> <laughs> fall, fall, fall. God damn you, Corbin. I hate you. I hate you, motherfucker. I should burst into 
the building and burst into fucking flames. And then quickly, also on the show, Strowman defends against the Fiend. Bailey versus Tamina for the title. Drew McIntyre, Seth for a title. New Day, Miz and Morrison, Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty interesting card overall. But I just don't know how they're going to be doing some of this stuff. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I understand they're probably going to just film some of it in weird places. But, like, I just... I literally just don't understand how this is going to work. But, you know what? It'll be terrible. But probably in that good kind of terrible way. So... Two of them both at the same time, though, like... I mean, they obviously already taped everything, right? So Probably, yeah. So if you'd like to hear us rip this show apart, or possibly praise it for being better than expected, it'll only cost you five buckaroos. Patreon.com slash Club Literally less than you have to pay to watch the show. Pretty much, so. yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll discuss money in the... <laughs> Money in Stanford. Stanford. Money in the building is basically what it is. It's money in the building. Because there's no bank. <laughs> you know what they should have done? They should have filmed it in a literal bank. <laughs> they should have had money in the literal bank. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Alright. Anyways... Let's talk about what's going on with New Japan. How about good guy Kazuchika Okada? I guess so. He donated 5 million yen for the coronavirus relief. What a good, good man. Now, of course, I have to look that up. Do so you see the translation? It's roughly $46,000. <laughs> American. <laughs> Roughly, if you if you want to take like a rough estimate of yen to dollars, just stick a period at the after the first two digits on the right. Basically, yeah. But still, that's that's a pretty nice. It's basically, one yen is one cent. Basically, it's still not a... exactly, but at a basic quick but, conversion. But still, I'm actually writing it down as good guy Okada. Because he's a good guy. Of course, their Madison Square Garden show was postponed, unsurprisingly, as most stuff is. Well, I mean, it's one thing to start up shows. It's another to be doing a show on another country all the way across the world. Even yeah. though the show isn't happening until, like, August, I think. Yeah. It's, you got to take, everybody has to get on a plane for a full day and get over here. And it's just, it's too much to, <laughs> even if things are okay by then. Get over here. All right. Anyway. Sorry. Very, uh... This is a, I feel like I'm very distracted tonight, but that's because of stuff that happened at my job. Perhaps I'll tell a story about that on the VIP show. Oh, I'm the VIP. Well, not gonna. I'm not going to talk about stuff like that on the free show, because anybody can hear that, but... I know for a fact none of my coworkers are paying me five bucks to listen to me talk. So, uh, but yeah, the Super Juniors 
was canceled. Again, not surprising, but once things get back to normal, I'm sure we'll get a nice little uh, pickup back on that uh, that New Japan content. Hopefully in time for G1. Yes. All right, so, Dan, can you shed some light on what's going on with uh, AEW and the Maryland Commission? Uh, so, at the pay-per-view in November, they had that lights-out match with Moxley and Omega. Right. And apparently, they, apparently after six months, Maryland decided that they went too far, so they fined them $10,000. That's horseshit. It would take that long to do that. Like, now you've got a problem with it. Now that you have no money in your state. Yeah, so now you're going to find reasons. Yeah. Three months. So I did see somebody in the group was like, yeah, well, good luck getting a wrestling show in Maryland again, because... I was... Well, I mean, similar things has pretty much killed wrestling in other states, right? Like, they don't... Go, they hardly ever go to Oregon because of their stuff. Yeah. Even though they just... I mean, we just had that... Um, they just had that NXT takeover there earlier this year, and we had Randy Moyer on the show, and he even talked about, like, they don't go there often because the Athletic Commission is kind of... Bullshitty about stuff. Kind of douchey. And that happens to some states that even if they had good crowds and they'd make good money, the the commission's not worth dealing with. I can agree with that. I really can. You know, and I think that was um, another thing that I had heard, that there were some other places, like specific venues that they just stopped running because they were just tired of dealing with the people there. Not even like... I mean, Kentucky has some bad stuff because I don't I don't even know the last time they run there, but they did a pay-per-view in 06 and they got shit on by the commission after the show. Yeah. That was the... um. That was like during the Sean and Vince stuff. That, that one. So... I think that might have been the God match. It was... Yeah. My cats are about to have a wrestling match right now on my couch. My boy Perry was just smacking my girl Lily in the face. They just did it again. Was he like, bitch? No, she's just sitting there, not even doing anything. Well, (laughs) she actually has a habit of doing that to him. But (laughs) on this episode of Podcats, (laughs) still totally going to do that as a YouTube show, I think. By the way, I, I mentioned this in a in a Facebook group, and it got some positive reactions. So I'll mention it on here. But I was thinking about doing the uh, a YouTube show where we take famous fictional characters and come up with their Pokemon teams. Because we did we, we did that one with Homer Simpson, and I could actually just make a YouTube video out of that. So we got to we got to get some more YouTube because I've I've heard that a couple of people say they want to see some they want us to do more video content, and uh, I think we definitely should. But uh, by the way, guys. Um, I want to give Dan a lot of props to this. Got a couple new subscribers on our Twitch channel. And we do have Twitch, CKCC Online on Twitch. Yeah, I got some new followers. We're getting closer to becoming an affiliate now. How's uh, how's TEW going, by the way? Pretty good. Booking some uh, New Japan. Yeah, I booked some, uh, I, you know, I go around. Uh, I did a Cinco de Mayo stream where I streamed for... Just under seven hours doing AAA, uh, and that's where I got like five or six people to follow. 
That's awesome. Uh, so, I think my next one is sometime this weekend. I'm probably gonna do NXT because he extended the uh, uh, beta to three months, and I want to see like because you can do NXT now, and before you couldn't do a developmental company, but now you can do it, and then they mess with your stuff, right? So like, all of a sudden somebody will show up and be like, "Oh, by the way, we're taking Adam Cole in two weeks," so you might want to have him drop the title. <laughs> So you get hit with that kind of stuff. Uh, how about you go fuck yourself? You're not taking Adam Cole. Oh, by the way, we're taking Charlotte back, like, tomorrow. So. So, because Total Extreme Wrestling has, like, the biggest roster ever, because it literally has everybody. And, yeah, and if somebody makes it. And uh, the best part was, I was I was doing the, I was playing it years ago, um, and uh, both Killer Steves are in the game. Now I'm friends with them, and I remember I like I accidentally lowballed one of them, and like I I think I offered them like like ten or fifteen for their contracts. Like one got ten, one got fifteen, or maybe like twenty, or one got twenty five. And I was and then I was just like, oh, so I was just like, well, I don't want to do that. So I went to give the other guy a raise. And he was just like, I won't accept this unless you basically give me, like, 30. And I was like, wow. And his partner's just like, I'll go ahead and stay this. I'm happy. And I'm like, ah, this is completely unrealistic. And then I remember I messaged both of them and told them the story. And I don't remember which one was which, but they were just like, yeah, that's completely unrealistic. And then they, like, got into a fake fight with each other about how, how dare you make five grand more than me? But I remember... (laughs) Also, the funniest thing I ever did in Total Extreme Wrestling was uh, my my attendance and my ratings dropped after I made Joey Image my world champion. <laughs> and I remember he thought that was hysterical. He's like, well, that's probably what would have actually happened. So, is he in the game that you have now? I don't think so. Jo- Joseph Image? He was in the version I had, but again, that was this was years ago. We didn't have a podcast then. Well, I mean, the game's only been out in, in its beta form for, like, three weeks. So people are still making stuff for it, you know? Yeah. I gotcha. All right. Um, we had a wrestler passing this week, Dan? Yeah, Supreme, who was at one point, like, early on in the early aughts, was a deathmatch worker in XPW, but afterwards he spread out and he was a much loved and respected guy and he was a real big guy but he lost all the weight like 10 or so years ago but uh oh cool guy everyone liked that's a shame and he turned his life around the last 10 or 12 years or so but you know yeah that's a that's a shame what what happened do we know i do do not know the specifics hmm Again, a eh, shame. It's well, any wrestler lost is a shame. Uh, speaking of deaths in wrestling, uh, we uh, very interesting episode of Dark Side of the Ring this week. It was the Herb Abrams story of Universal Universal Wrestling Federation, and basically what a disaster it was, and how Herb Abrams was basically this guy who was going to try to compete, failed to do so miserably, and then was just like. All he did, he was a Coke and Hookers guy. That's all it was. It was Coke and Hookers, Coke and Hookers, Coke and Hookers. 
and basically, and they were just like, we're not even 100% sure if he's actually dead. Because the, the whole story of him dying was just a huge mystery. I really didn't know a lot about the Herb Abrams story. Like, I knew the name. Obviously, I've heard of the UWF. I, I've i definitely heard... Uh, oh, it's bigger than the World Wrestling Federation. It's the Universal Wrestling Federation. That's why it got its name. <laughs> yeah. So, it was an interesting episode. Um, it's not a story that I think a lot of people would know. But the coolest thing about it was uh, that uh, John Arezzi was on a, a big portion of it. And I don't know if you've seen any of John Arezzi's, like, pro wrestling spotlight or anything, but it's really interesting stuff. So it was cool to see him on the episode. They talked to a lot of people that I really, you know, either there were people who either you hadn't seen in a long time, like they like Sunny Beach. Like, there were so many people that was actually pretty cool to to hear it. Um, so I, I recommend this one. It's an un, it's kind of an untold story. So worth watching. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, I think that just about wraps up the uh, the news portion of the show. Uh, this week on our patron show, the VIP experience, we're going to review. ECW Barely Legal, which, as you know, is the first ECW pay-per-view. We're also going to review some rap music from Mr. Adrian Cotton. And maybe we'll tell some stories. Perhaps uh, Dan will reveal some stuff on that show. I don't know. Maybe. You never know what you're going to get with a VIP experience. Well, you want some deep lore, do you? I want some lore. Yes. I want some lore of the rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, this week on the Interaction, they came from Mr. Ellis Holmes. You guys know all. Y'all know Ellis, right? He's that guy who's usually very entertaining because he's weird and wacky and things like that. Uh, he wanted to ask a question. Where were you, where were you, when you found out that Vince McMahon had bought WCW and what was your reaction? I'll give you my honest opinion. I was completely indifferent because that was during an off period for me. I wasn't really watching around that point. So... Didn't really know, didn't really care. And then I was just like, hey, WCW's gone. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't actually remember when I found out. It was shortly after I was getting back into it. I was just mm -hmm. like, is WCW still around? My buddy's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't really have a story. Well, my story's more than that, but it's a very common story nowadays. Oh, yeah? I found out sitting at my computer at home. <laughs> that's how i found out that's the whole story i was a fucking smart mark really early i mean not like freaking like not like aol chat groups early but you know pretty early still though and you know hitting the forums and the and raja wwf.com those kind of places strictly ecw.com 
Uh, and, you know, like, and so as like one of the two smart marks at my high school, I knew that shit was happening because of the Time Warner, AOL Time Warner merger, and they were looking for someone to buy it. And any day now it was going to happen. And then it was all of a sudden, Vince McMahon bought it and he bought it for like only a million dollars. And holy shit, what the fuck? And tonight, they're going to be on both shows. So I was like, okay, well then I guess I know I'm watching both shows. Well, because I remember I got back into it for the invasion because I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then I just like everybody else, I was like, this is fucking terrible. Man, the invasion had one of, I've said it like a million times, probably even on the podcast. Invasion had one night of the invasion had me at probably my highest height of marking out to my lowest low of being totally disappointed and angry at a product. Which show was that? The invasion. That was when ECW showed up. Oh yeah, and then and then who and was like, "We're part of this too, bitches!" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And then an hour later, we're joining the WCW, and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> they would never do that. Don't even try. I was angrier about Stephanie. Legit. Like, I was madder about her. So, uh, anyways. They sold their their rights to WWE to a consortium, which ended up being Ric Flair. Good old Ric Flair. All right, so I'm going to read some of y'all's reactions, and then we can uh, we can react to your reactions. React to the reactions. Right, Dan? Well, yeah. <clears throat> fine Brothers, you uh, Well, this is a fine... This, fine th- Brothers. This is a fine brother because he is 100% a patron. His name is Jay Winger. He said he was at his temp job... A coworker mentioned it, and I straight up did not believe it until I saw WWS website mentioning it. And then I went, "Holy shit!" I think we would all agree that's a holy shit moment right there. Now, of course, the guy who asked the question, Ellis Holmes, had to give his input. In fact, I would have been mad if he did not input. And I was own. just worried what was going to happen to Goldberg. <laughs> Well, he has an actual story here. I remember I was riding back from a Falcons game with my dad. He informed me that WCW was bought by the WWE, still WWF at the time. Thank you for clarifying, Ellis, because I had no idea that was the same company. I couldn't believe it because I was a WCW kid and had no idea it had gotten so bad because I was still entertained with it. I was 13 when this happened. Yeah, that sounds like an ignorant Goldberg age. Sorry, Ellis. Actually, I'm not. Side note, a friend in middle school once asked me if I could smell what The Rock was cooking. I promptly responded with chicken. Sounds like Ellis to me. That's that's 100% an Ellis Holmes story right there. Like, Cool story, bro. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, From loyal community member and good brother Randy Moyer, also a patron. I was in the middle of a PCS move from Fort Carson, Colorado, to, and forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, Gießen, Germany? 
G-I-E-S-S-E-N. Gason? Gason? Uh, Glenn, help me out with that. Your wife's German. Never pronounce that for me. We'll be waiting a while. <laughs> he said, if I recall so unfortunately, I wasn't able to find out as it actually happened. So yeah, he was in the middle of doing his move. So understand, makes sense. Uh, the military be that way. <laughs> uh, published author and patron Adrian Cotton. Okay, you gotta I be more specific. <laughs> <when you say laughs> Public author and patron. Nope, gotta be more specific. I I was at work at the radio station. I was in between shows, and I decided to wcwwrestling.com. The first thing I saw was WWF purchase WCW. My mouth literally dropped when I read that. Also, back up. Also, because he actually did WCWWrestling.com, it came up with the huge domains for sale offer, which is historical. And uh, my old buddy Raymond Santiago, old college friend, he said, when I turned on TNT and saw this, and he posts the YouTube clip, Vince McMahon buys WCW. Dan, you won't be able to hear this because it's only going to record my desktop audio, but I'm going to play it real quick. So. And I hold it in my hand. Yeah, I got I got to play it so we can we can hear it. There it is. There he is, Vinny Mac, looking around. Imagine that. Imagine that. Me, Vince McMahon. Imagine that. Here I am on WCW television. How can that happen? He's got the pompadour hair. Well, there's only one way. You see, it was just a matter of time before I, Vince McMahon, bought my competition. Look at this stuff. Isn't it I own (laughs) WCW. Also, he's not wearing a tie, and that's like a big Vince thing. Tonight on TNT, I have the opportunity to address you. Me? Address me? I'm not a WCW fan. He's talking to Ellis. You, the WCW superstars. What is the fate of Oh, no, superstars. I like how he called them WCW superstars. You will all find out. Because the fate, the very fate... And they gave WCW actually a cool logo. Is in my hands. But then they botched it with it so hard. That oh, God, that freaking smile at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting day, that's for sure. Um, Michael Emmerich, my old Safari buddy, who's been on all the interactions every week. So, Michael, big shout out to you. Yeah, Maggle. Maggle. Michael Cole, Michael Emmerich. Well, that's a superior Michael because Michael Cole is Michael Cole's an insult to the name Michael. It's like not even his real first name either. Mm-hmm. Michael Colthard. His name's like Sean Michael Colthard. He looks like a Sean. Should have known. I'm telling you something, Mikey Cole, Mickey Cole. Oh, he spells Sean the freaking Gaelic way. S E A N. He's seen. Yep, see. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> so, uh. Anyway, what did Maggle have to say? <laughs> Maggle says he was switching channels. It was suspected for weeks. When it happened, it was no surprise. I love the shocking angle of Shane on Nitro. I was at my buddy's house drinking a few. Good times. You know what? I probably would have had 
been drinking a few. How too. old is he? Eighty. He's older than me, but it doesn't. He's got to be older than me if he was able to drink, unless he was underage drinking. Hell, he doesn't say that. We do not condone that on this program. And then, of course, our last one is from good old Matt Hardman of Race Nerd fame. And also a, a good brother, member of the community. I was at my college, Harvard on the Hill, as it was known by our North Jersey listeners. And yes, I also went to Harvard on the Hill. Anyway, heard it in a class from another guy in my TV production class. And I was like, what the hell? That'd probably be my reaction, too. What the hell? What the hell's going That's on here? Barn. Somebody went to Yale. <laughs> we totally have a barn on that campus, by the way. Harvard on the Hill. Yep, Sussex County Community College. Shout out to SCCC. Not just, I'm not just an alumni. I'm also a former employee. So... Of course, you, you do know that that's just a generic name for just about every community college. Of course it is. Did you enjoy two extra years of high school? Uh, well, in all honesty, it was probably the best move so I could get all my stupid core curriculum crap out of the way, get my intro to TV, so when I did go to Montclair State University... It's his, it was uh, pretty dang, pretty dang cool. Pretty dang. Uh... So I just saw some breaking news, Dan. It has nothing to do with, uh, with wrestling. It has something to do with that TV show you referenced earlier that we might, we might talk about your review of that franchise movie. They have confirmed, although it, it's kind of a rumor, uh, but apparently it is uh, pretty much confirmed that they're going to bring back uh, Tamora Morrison, who played Django Fett, to play the adult Boba Fett for mm-hmm. season two of The Mandalorian. I did hear about that. Well, the rumor is that at the end of that episode with, uh, oh my god, I can't remember the character name. but it Moff was Gideon? M- no, um, Ming-Na Yin. Or Ming, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember the character's oh, the name. That, that, the the Mandalorian that finds her body. Yeah, it's supposedly him because of the. Uh, it's the same sound he makes when he walks, and it's the same boots. Also, hey, here's my question. Okay, it's a Sarlacc pit, but what lives in the Sarlacc pit is called a Sarlacc pit monster. The fuck's a Sarlacc? Apparently the Sarlacc is actually the name of the thing, but, yeah. <laughs> but, eh, what else? I, it's too much. It's too much to look into now. Good God. And also, real quick, because uh, Joey Image posted this in the group, I'd like to say to Tom Segura, fuck you for calling all us wrestling fans retards. Fuck you, and I hope someone punches you in the face. Fuck you, buddy. All right, I'm good. I'm I'm fired up. Let's do some points or consequences, Daniel. Let's do this. Let's do oh, this. Yeah. Okay. I so, have it. I just don't have it open. Here we go. Opening. 
This this week's game was a Chris original. I guess. I mean, you you gave it to me, and it wasn't somebody else's. Although it's a thing that's existed for a long time. It's a mashup. We want you to mash up a video game with a band name. I like the. I wanted to do something simple because we've been doing the complex stuff, and I really did not want to do another coronavirus thing because we've been doing way too many of those. And then like. I'm getting mess. I've gotten messages from three community members who've given game suggestions, and they all have something to do with the coronavirus. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this right now. I want something different. Hey, my state started opening today. Yeah, nice. Ours so. pushed it back again, but is what it is. We're like on phase one of like an eight phase plan. Oh, phase one of the of the of the CVU, the coronavirus so. universe. Some kind of crap, but yeah, yeah it's a, this was an easy one. Uh, video games and band names, mash them up and give me something good. Mike Tyson's five finger death punch out was my example. Was example, yes. So this can't be that difficult. Nobody yeah. should be getting buried this week, unless well, I don't, speak don't too know, soon. I don't, unless I don't no, know the band or the video right. game. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure it should be all right. Some of that you might have to remember is a video game, though. That's fine. Perhaps. Perhaps. All right, here we go. Assassin's Creed and Clearwater Revival. Ah, that's a good one. Assassin's Creed and Clearwater Revival. I love me some CCR. I have never played an Assassin's Creed game, but I know how good they are and how legendary they are, and I, they definitely seem like something I would be into. I've just, it's just one of those things where, like, I never got around to playing it, and uh, I don't know if I would start now or not. But, but yes, that is a very good entry, and that is one hundred percent pointos. Pointed one hundred percent points. One hundred points. I guess. California Games 2, Butthole Surfers. <laughs> okay, what was California Games 2 then? This is one of the ones. I have to, I'm going to have to look this up. Was it? Was there something about... California uh, Games 2 was just called California Games 2. Okay. That was not what I was looking for. I was looking for you to actually mash the mash the thing up. Like I see it's got like a boogie board on the the cover for California Games 2, but if it didn't actually have a uh Oh, and surfing isn't even in the game. So, this is not what I was looking for as a mashup. So, this will receive in no points. Ooh. It's not what I was looking for. Alright, I'll put a zero, so... Because they still play. They still play. Well, well, of course. Yeah, you're still... You get get entered for every week you play, so you should at least play. Our next one is Super Mario Doobie Brothers. Alright, that's a good one. That's points. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. So, alright, I'll... I'll tell you this right now, Dan. This is probably not going to happen because I know we've been talking about taking like a, a, a nice vacation next year. But with the coronavirus and everything and the frustration, 
we have considered coming down like the first week in October and doing the drive and everything, but I'm already scheduled to like possibly drive out to Ohio to do that wrestling convention at Bobby Fulton's show. So I was like, maybe I'll combine all that stuff and maybe we'll just take the trip. But I'm not going to drag her to the wrestling show. But like the whole time I was thinking about it, I'm like, I need to make like a really cool playlist again for for the drive. Because even if we don't do the Florida trip, I still want to do the Ohio trip. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I want to make the most diverse playlist ever. And I've literally been putting stuff from like all these bands, like 70s, 80s, and like every freaking genre, it is one of the biggest mashups ever. And like, there you get your CCR and your Doobie Brothers, and then there's like Metallica. <laughs> so it's gonna be a weird playlist, but but that's what I like. I like the randomness of the the music. So taking her to the streets. All right. Our next one, the Alan Parsons Wake Project. Oh, that's clever. That's a good mashup. I like that. That's points. Alan Wake, seriously underrated game. Y'all should play it. Oh, wait, you can't because there's music in it that, is, <laughs> that they lost the rights to, so you can't fucking play that game anymore unless you own it already. Uh, I bet you I could find a copy. I bet you I could. Our next one, Sonic Youth, The Hedgehog. Ah, that's a good one. Nice, easy one. See, that's, yeah. I like that. That's points. Our next one is Super Smash Mouth Brothers. Oh, God. I could just see, like, somebody... No, you know how they always do like that epic intro in the Smash Brothers games and all the characters coming in? It's just Mario yawning and getting out of bed and just seeing like it's time to fight. Somebody once told me. Oh, dear God. That's good. That's points. That's a good one. Our next one. God Smack of War. <laughs> points. Dude. Uh- this newest Godsmack album has actually made me turn turn my opinion on them a little bit. This uh what the hell is the name of it? It's uh When Legends Rise, I think is the name of the actual album. I don't know what it is, but like yeah, When Legends Rise. I listened to When Legends Rise, Bulletproof and Under Your Scars, which were the big 3 singles that came off of it and i was just like jesus christ this is amazing and then it's just like this is godsmack i'm like that can't be true because these these are not the same people who wrote you've been crying like a bitch i'll stand alone and it's them my ham calzone my ham calzone i'm like how is this so good so yeah, I really don't know if there was a difference. I know it's still Sully Ema or Irma Emma, whatever his name is, that's actually uh writing the shit. But still, like I just do not understand how this shit is actually good right now. So I'm gonna i I'm gonna give credit where credit's due because just looking at like their friggin' discography and looking at some of the stuff that they've done like what some of their their hit singles were and I'm just like that was shit that was shit that was real shit like 
Voodoo is boring. Jason Shin, I'm sorry. I know you love these guys. I Stand Alone was not that freaking good. Crying Like a Bitch was annoying as all hell. So I don't know how this suddenly became like the thing that I... And their cover of Come Together is not good. So I don't know what changed and what I actually liked about them. But uh, given credit where credit's due, I've been enjoying this Godsmack and this album. Anyway. Our next one. Streets of Rage Against the Machine. Yes, points. (laughs) I like that. I might have to save earmarks for games that are going to really pop me, but we'll see. Well, how about Metallica Gear Solid? (laughs) Simple, but to the point. Uh, Yes, that will definitely be an earmark. Let's go back and revisit that one. Metallica Gear Solid. Also, that would be badass as hell. (laughs) Instead of uh, Solid Snake, it's Solid James. I think I accidentally hit insert, and I don't know if I have an insert button. There we go. Probably on your keyboard. It is. It's just not where I expected it to be. Our next one, Earthworm Jimmy Buffet. Buffet? Yep, Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy Buffet. Sorry, there's a uh, seafood restaurant in the Outer Ranks called Jimmy's Buffet. Ah uh, well, and I'm surprised it hasn't gotten shut down by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> um, my only problem with this entry is I wanted bands, not people, but I also didn't specify that, so I can't bury this entry. And I also liked it. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to just go against my own wishes and give it points. Because I didn't say they couldn't do that, so. Alright, our next one's Final Fantasy 7 Dust. (laughs) Well, you did it V-I-I, so I had to, like, make sure. Oh, that's friggin' amazing. That's an earmark. Easy earmark. Easy earmark. All right, it's in your mark. Jet Force Gemini Syndrome. <laughs> I have a feeling I know whose entry this is, too. The resident band guy. But yes, give him points. Okay. <clears throat> we have reached the chase. Owens. Uh, it seems like not a lot of entries. We're getting way less players. And that- we got more this time, it's just they're shorter. They're only like two, three words at the moment. Yeah, yeah. but I, we're 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 actively getting less players than we ever than we used to have. We got to find a way to to bring people back into this. That's why I wanted to do a simple game because I feel like the simple games we always get more people. Grand Theft Head Automaka. Jesus Christ. Uh... I think the God. I think, I think that's what the band's called, like Head Automaka or something like that. Automatica. Automatica. Yeah, yeah. Automatica. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good. That's points because that's clever. 
I don't really know that band, but I've heard I've heard of that name before, so I've heard that name somewhere. I don't know. Maybe from Shin. You've Double been... Dragon Force. That's awesome. That is points. That's points. Bimmy and Jimmy. Bimmy and Jimmy. A Nightwish on Elm Street. Ooh. Okay. That's not what I was looking for with the mashup. Because I didn't really it's want... It's a video game. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Like, it is a video game. But what I'm saying is, like, I wanted it to be sort of like the names fed into each other instead of changing anything. But I have to give this points because that's still clever. And also, that's one of those, like, 10 out of 10 would play slash listen to. By the way, I like the Nightmare on Elm Street NES game. I actually think it's a pretty fun platformer. And I'm determined to beat it because I've gotten pretty far in it before. But I haven't beaten it yet. It is quite challenging. So points. Yes. It's time for penultimate entry. System of a Smackdown. Here comes the pain. <laughs> points. And you best you picked the best Smackdown game too. <laughs> HCTP. That really was a fun game. That was the one that had that freaking closing video when you actually like beat the game. And they were just fucking with all the creative stuff, so there's like 12 gold dust running around the ring. And the last entry, The Legend of Zeppelin. Again, it's not what I was going for. This one, it, this one's a little too much of a change, though. Uh, yeah... Because this one, but they still did a mash. Give it 50. Do 50. Do 50. Sure. You had two earmarks. Oh, I already know. Final Fantasy VII dust for the win. That's amazing. Because you know what? I bet nobody else would have thought of that. That's a really clever way of doing that. Uh, give the other one. Uh, I think that was the Metallica Gear Solid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can easily remember them because <laughs> they were good. Yeah, give that one bonus points. Metallica Gear Solid was a rare middle of the entries entry <laughs> by Don Mario. Oh, oh wait, so D- the Doobie Brothers one wasn't him? <laughs> oh. That wasn't him, huh? I thought that was. I thought the Mario entry would have been his. Oh wait, that was like the first entry, so no, that it would like not. Be, entry, yeah. It would not be him. Sure, winner. Somebody I don't think we've had before. It's Mike Reaches, Reaches, Ruckus, Ruckus. Yeah, Mike Ruckus. Mike yes. Ruckus. Safari. Uncle Ruckus, not related. Mike is my coworker from Safari. He's been at Safari friggin' forever. He's been at Disney forever. He's the one that did, gave us a private Safari when we went down last year. Also, oh, I think you know he... what that is. 
Also, I'm pretty sure this is only the second ever time he's played Points or Consequences since we've been doing the game since in the entirety of the podcast history. We had a (laughs) a rare entry from a Richard Locasio as well. Oh, yes, Richard Locasio. He's a rare player, too. There you go. Here's your list. Every now and again, he does does pop up here. So, yes... uh, Glenn, you are so lucky that that popped me because I could have buried the shit out of you for that one. I just saw, now I'm seeing who played who. Holy crap, CJ played. Yeah. I, I uh, because there was the question of one and done, I sat for an hour able to think of my entry before anybody else could. <laughs> I, re- yeah. I was like, I was like sh- should this be one and done? And then because you were at work, you didn't answer me for an hour. Ah, uh, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> cheating! Guess che- what? We get, an, on average, at least a five-minute head start on everybody else every week. We're usually, <laughs> the, we're usually the first. Usually the first entry is you or Glenn when it's my turn. Yeah, because we get... Because we do the, we the get chat thing. like five minutes, maybe a little more, or in today's case. Well, when you've also done work. the thing where you've like you've like given the game while I've been at work... And I've read it like on a break, and I'm like, then I'll like, I'll spend my time thinking of entries, and then as soon as I see that it's up, I immediately post. Are those weeks where like, yeah, I have it like as soon as I wake up, so like you're at lunch and you're like, this isn't going up for eight hours, brother. <laughs> and usually I put it up and then put my entry up immediately. <laughs> I've done that before. Yes, but at the same time, we can't really compete with you guys because we're just playing for fun. We would never qualify for winning any prizes or uh, right anything. now we're only playing half the weeks yeah anyway it's worse than than when glenn's here until <laughs> <laughs> glenn comes back and he gets like two months by himself i don't think i think we'll just like give him like when he comes back we'll probably just give him the rest of that month probably and then just go back to normal because it's not gonna we're never gonna actually conclude it well i've already accepted the fact that he's gonna He's going to kick both our asses, so. Well, he has to because he's been playing every week for three months. I don't even I don't even look at the standings that much, so. like. I well, you can't because I haven't updated them in friggin' forever. So, you can look at them, oh. but they ain't accurate. I know. Well, whose fault is that? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Damn it. Cat's fault. You gotta blame the cat. Probably. No, I can't do that because they're awesome and I love them. Nah, blame the cat. Probably the cat's fault anyway. Oh, but they're so cute. Alright, y'all. So, you've heard what we got going on. You've heard the wrestling stuff. Oh my god, money in the bank. <sighs> yes. Well, thank you, Mike, for I'm your... I'm only going to watch the one match, which is two matches, so... Yeah. But yes, that's uh, what we got going on. So uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Share it. Get us all them listeners and stuff. And then, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I got, no- I got nothing here. I'm going to go eat some food. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.